0: Welcome to the Web Podcast, hosted by Joe Bosch.
1: All right. Patrick O'Toole. I think I can make up some time here, too, so <laughs> Good. I, I can go through this pretty quickly. So uh, what I'm doing my presentation on is, uh, hold on a
2: minute. That's not right. Hold on. You got your pen. you want me to help you a little bit here? You mean, I just need to go to the next slide. Okay. Hold oh, on. just, no,
0: just wait. Use your finger.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, draws on. nice lines, doesn't hold it? Hold on. Let's clear pen markings this back up I'll here. I'll use the pen later. Oh. Okay, now, next. Oh, what is going on? I need a little Okay, now no, it'll work. Nope. Mm-hmm. Hold on. No, unselect pen. There you go. Woohoo.
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, you did a show, uh, I think it was Perf web number 56 or 57, on the Transmedix device that they're using in Vanderbilt. Yes. And, um, I, and you know that's that's under under they're investigating it now. Yeah, it's not really for Matt sale. Matt Warhoover
0: uh, mm-hmm. and Dr. Uh, Hoffman, right? And. Uh, and uh, Joey uh, Lepore mm-hmm. all came and and they did it from Ben. It was the inaugural presentation of theirs. Was on the um, uh, It was actually on de- uh, donation after cardiac DCD. death. DCD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, it was uh, amazing. And that's what it was about. But this technology is very yeah. interesting.
1: Anytime somebody uses the word reanimation, it's interesting. Yes. And that's exactly what they were talking about. Absolutely. So uh, what I wanted to do, though, was... Uh, just sort of think about that new technology and what would happen if it was widely accepted, and then, you know, how would we be involved? How would it affect our profession? So looking at it from the perspective of, you know, what would be the opportunity, uh, now not all of these people are are transplant um, candidates, but the number of potential customers would be, you know, 12 million liver failures, uh, cardiac, um, sorry, uh, congestive heart failures, 650 thousand per year and the liver failures 2.8 million per year but yeah. sadly go ahead
2: I was just gonna say that would, it's a huge impact no yeah
1: it's giants more than heart surgery so yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sadly only three out of ten transplants are actually successful when we transport these on, in cold storage of hand, all a of these organs or specific organs just all of them in general all of them in general. and they're really if you look at this I did look at the specifics they're all close enough to three out of ten I left it that way, not to Mm -hmm. get too far into the weeds with the details. Um, So the question becomes, you know, time is really the enemy when you're moving an organ uh, on on ice, and how long do these organs last? So uh, a heart is four to six hours. Four four hours, that's that's like a four-hour cross clamp time. You know, your heart is going to start to decline in its function. Uh, Lungs are about the same. Livers are a little longer. They do transplant uh, intestines and pancreas, although the Uh, device I'm going to talk about, really, they're not involved with that yet, but I'm sure they will be in in the future. But the real opportunity would be with hearts and lungs because of their short period of time that they can survive. Um, So here's the device. Uh, It is designed one machine with different inserted cartridges to transport uh, lungs, hearts, and livers. And they do this under warm perfusion, um, simulating the, the organ as if it were still in the body. So, uh, briefly, let me talk about lung transplants, and they did do a study on lungs. Uh, Again, we have about 30% uh, success with uh, cold transport, and they showed an 87% success with normal thermic, which is just a gigantic jump. And we also have to remember that most of these organs that they transported and transplanted were organs that would have been considered unusable. So, they reanimated those organs while in the body, while, while, while they were still in the body and then they put it on this machine and, and moved it. And uh, it did some pretty amazing things. The most important and exciting part about this that I found was that the distance, because of the length of time we can keep the organs viable, wow. increases up to 20 hours. Mm. Which is huge. That's from Hawaii to North Carolina. And uh, That's really big because that increases your pool of people that are going to be donors and your pool of people that are going to be receivers.
2: Well, and also, if I may interrupt real quick, not only are you having a longer distance that you can do it, but you're having a more successful transplant. I know, yeah, exactly. So you're really getting it on all fronts.
1: Mm -hmm. So transplants really could become a a really big thing, Mm -hmm. and I think perfusion needs to be involved in it, which is really what I'm kind of talking about there are other uh, devices out there other than the Transmedics. they're not the first but they're in development so i think there will be you know several machines that, that are using this type of transport and they're they're all they're, they're pretty similar but this is just the one i'm focusing on uh, with heart transplants uh, they again we're at 30% in general for success and then with uh, normal thermic perfusion preservation we're 81% again it's 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 a really impressive study so
2: it really is
1: and again, we're about 20 hours. So hearts and lungs are about the same. Livers, they, uh, they're in the process. They haven't released any data. So we don't know on livers. I suspect, since we have such good results with the others, that we would see something yeah. similar with livers. OK, so um, this technology does increase or will increase the viability of the donor supply and the, dot donor, the, the uh, receiver demand. And so the number of organ transplants, if we look at that increased distance, it's 33% longer, 33% wow. more receivers and, uh, and donors. So that would be, if you just kind of calculate it out, it's an increase of about 1,300 transports per year. Wow. If everybody were to just start using this device. Yeah. And again, what if we use it on, on hearts that are actually viable? I mean, we could have even better numbers. Right. So the question becomes, uh, should we be involved with uh, organ transplant? I mean, you know, we're we're kind of involved with the, uh, sometimes we're involved, sometimes we're not. I mean, I've never been involved with a transport of an organ. Have you? Or either of you? Uh,
2: No, but I haven't really worked at a transplant center, so that, of course, would limit my... um, Exposure to that, yeah. but um, that that would be an interesting question to ask Matt. Of course, they are involved, but I wonder what the trend is across the country. If he has any idea what other right. heart transplant centers are doing, and how, you know how much perfusion is involved. Yeah. Well,
0: it. it, it. I think John actually is going to have some uh, some insight into this, oh. but very quickly, of course, Matt. You know, they have to send when they do a heart. I don't know about the other organs, but when they do a heart, they send two perfusionists. Yeah, two.
2: But are they involved in livers at all?
0: Good question. Don't know
2: because you know, of course, if you, I was trained on doing uh, right liver stuff, yeah. you know, but he it's, used to do it
1: differently though. He used to go on pump.
2: Yeah, we went on pump, but, you know, I, what I mean is perfusion had a hand in that par, uh, that kind mm-hmm. of procedure, mm-hmm. but I wonder um, today if that's still something that perfusion's involved in or if they've developed new techniques where we're not. I just don't really know.
1: I don't know. It's a good question.
0: Well, I, I think it's a good a, question
1: for Matt. I think as soon as we start putting these, um, you know, these, these organs on pump, yeah, we should be involved.
2: They are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think and and they are right the
0: now. I think we are the hearts.
2: Yeah. And I know now?
0: with the hearts and the lungs. Right. But I don't know with the liver and the pancreas. I don't know. Right. The liver, their
1: their, uh, transmedics is currently, from what I understand, involved with a a very similar study that they're doing with livers. They haven't released any
2: results. I think...
1: We don't know but
0: patrick's
2: point yeah. is that it's a mini pump so it is we should be involved
0: well it's a lot of work too again we'll talk more about it i think we'll yeah. bring it up
1: with matt but i can tell you right now it's a lot of work yeah it's yeah. not that simple in fact I'll, but go ahead let me let you yeah we're i'm just about through this so we can talk in just a minute so i did look up the perfusion scope of practice uh mm-hmm. did publish that and uh, we are to be involved with uh, organ procurement uh thermogenic lavage which I kind of look. Shaken I'm not bape. sure what that is. That's it's like washing yeah, an it's organ, like the or cancer. Th- no,
0: it's the. It's when they put the. It's the shaken bake when they put the hot. Uh, like uh, uh, a like isolinate. Isol- like oh, isolated isolated limb
2: perfusion. Limb, yeah, limb perfusion. for an
0: organ, or isolated limb perfusion, right? Yeah, but okay. okay. Thermogenic lavages tends to be the abdominals for colon cancers, uh-huh. and uh-huh. they put a hot uh, uh, chemotherapeutic bath, and they circulate it and then remove it. Oh, okay. Okay. Into the peritoneal space. I
2: mean, because I've never done that. I, I used to do isolated limb perfusion a lot, mm-hmm. um, but it's been a number of years. Mm-hmm. And you that's another that
0: thing a, that a, you can do too, too. is just, uh, yeah. yeah, you can give a <laughs> the much balls. higher um, temperature yeah. and much higher uh, uh, chemotherapy, you know, chemical agent, right. toxin for the cancer into a, a limb because it doesn't become systemic.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And we used yeah. to just, uh, send it in at about, I think, 43 or 45 degrees as how warm mm. that would be going in. Mm-hmm. When I
1: was in uh, perfusion school, speaking of hyperthermia, there was a, one little study that didn't really pan out that showed that uh, they thought that the uh, HIV virus died at 42 degrees. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, we were going to open a clinic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, that would have mm-hmm. been incredible, right? <laughs> right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to skip my next slide. Oh, no, I'm not. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm going to skip that. Let's just go ahead and uh, finish this up. So um, that's my talk. I was just uh, wanted to talk a little bit more about how we should be involved and what people think about that.
2: Well, I think it's a very timely talk, Excellent. especially since we just uh, you know, had the talk from Vanderbilt talking about they didn't really go into the device too much. They talked more about the actual doing it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I well, I want to bring right.
0: John into this. John, you want to talk, if you're free to, can you talk about that experience, the one that you called me about?
3: Yeah, that's what I called you about, Joe. Um, we, uh, I personally have not uh, done this or actually even been trained on it. We have a large perfusion group. I think we have uh, 17 or 18 perfusionists. I think at this point about half of them have been trained. Uh, half or maybe a little more now. But it is. We've probably done, or I should say they've probably done about four or five, and it has been extremely, extremely difficult and stressful on the perfusion staff. They do send two perfusionists, and there um, is a ton of things that you have to do. When the timing is right, it has to be done very quickly. Things have to work together. Two people have to be doing one thing at the same time somebody's doing something else. I think there's different models, there's different teams doing this and and Matt can probably shed a a lot more light on it than I can, but the team model that that they sold us on at our hospital is a very stressful one. The responsibility of the perfusionist is enormous and other team models, they actually have a scrub tech that does the sterile side of things, which apparently is a lot going on there as well. In our particular model. The perfusionist is scrubbing in, doing a sterile side of things. The other perfusionist is doing a non-sterile side of things. They have to work very quickly together with a lot of tedious steps that have to be done right in order for this to, uh, to get launched. And then once it's up and running and you're traveling back to the site, there is a lot to do as well. You have to take very frequent ABGs, blood gases, and you have to manage the lactate that's being produced. If you do anything even slightly off, uh, you see, you have a functioning organ that's beating with no other organs supporting it to remove waste products. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: You know, you don't have the liver and the kidney there to remove all these uh, waste products and byproducts of metabolism that the heart is producing. It's going around in circles in the same blood. So this becomes the the, the real big challenge. Mm -hmm. And... um, and it's very easy. We have found out to take a heart and um, and not have it survive the flight back. Now I know that in you know, our initial ones, we took some very, very, you know, difficult hearts that uh, probably were probably good ones for us to start on. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I know that it's been uh, just it's, it's a, it is a huge learning curve. I can tell you that, and okay. it's very labor intensive.
1: Yeah, sounds like and it's it. It's a lot of hours
0: yes absolutely and i think that's again a great introduction to it um uh some good questions some good thoughts about it it's something we can maybe do a, a, we'll get uh matt involved mm-hmm. john you involved but i want to make clear to my group that's here uh when john called me about this do you have any interest of course i immediately see the the the, the <laughs> risk associated yeah. and it was uh no thank you yeah wow. so we're not gonna i mean i think this is again limited to people that really know what they're doing. Everyone shouldn't just be trying to do this. Um, It's in the company's best interest to sell more of them. It's in the, I think, patient's interest to have it limited to the number of people who are actually doing this until it's refined. Okay. Um, Those are my final thoughts,